Hi, welcome to He's the Worst. Do you ever hate characters on TV, specifically male characters, because they're terrible? <laughs> Even though the writers wrote them as trying to be normal or good? Well, <laughs> here we're going to talk about them. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kara. Hi, I'm Jeff. And today we're going to be talking about Joe Fox from the movie You've Got Mail. Uh, this is our Thanksgiving episode because... It sort of it takes place in Thanksgiving time. The movie you've got mail. Yeah, and we're festive. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like Thanksgiving fall time. Yeah, which is surprising because you'd think it's a Christmas movie. It does hit Christmas too, but then it's also like in the end somehow they skip to summer. Spring, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the calendar doesn't make sense in that movie. Whatever, it's fine. We're treating it as a Thanksgiving movie because there aren't that many Thanksgiving yeah, I movies. I don't really. And this is a very U.S. centric podcast. I don't know if you know that. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Canada already had their Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Back in October. Freaks. <laughs> anyway, so you've got mail. What is the plot of this movie for people who have not seen it? It's a movie about a man named Joe Fox, play on John Doe, which I hate. And a woman named... Meg Kathleen Ryan. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meg Ryan. Yeah, they're played by Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, because who else would you cast in a rom-com? Especially from the 90s. Yeah, oh yeah, it was made in 1998, or it came out in 1998, so that is part of the reason why it's a bit... Uh, <laughs> like, there are things that happen in it that are definitely very 90s yeah, and wouldn't really updated. be like in a movie now. Yeah. But that's okay. Anyway, they are like email buddies slash like romantically involved over email. Yeah, they meet on in a chat room, in an over 30s chat room. <laughs> but time. specifically the IMDb synopsis says like over 30s chat room. We really missed out on an opportunity back then. Oh. <laughs> so... Yeah, too bad we weren't over 30. <laughs> yeah. You know what, in 1998, I wasn't even over 3, so. Oh my, <laughs> you're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was 30. I, I was, wasn't over three. I was five in 1998, so I just barely missed the mark on, on the chat rooms there. Anyway, so this is the early internet. They meet online. Uh, they fall in love over their mutual liking of, I, I don't know, stuff. I guess you could call it in love. Like, it was... Oh, yeah. yeah it was like <laughs> a real, like... It was, yeah, it was weird. And they're in relationships. Or some, yeah, Tom both Hanks of is them, engaged. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hanks is engaged to... I almost just said Pansy Parkinson. <laughs> Parker Posey plays her. Her name go. is Patricia or something like that. Um, and Meg Ryan is with Greg Kinnear. Yeah. I mean, Kathleen Kelly <laughs> is with a character who Greg Kinnear plays. I can't remember Greg Kinnear's character's I name either. either. But I feel bad because, like, I feel like he had he, more to do. He's, but... like, the best character in the entire <laughs> yeah, movie. But he has, like, five minutes on camera. I'm like... Yeah. Also, he should have ended up with... Tom Hanks's ex-fiance. Why? They, she kind of sucks. They like hit off at the party though, and she's like, "I love your writing," and he was like, "Thanks." And I just feel like <laughs> if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna force a relationship, at least that one was a little like organic versus Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan's relationship. Anyway, so we're still in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> the plot. Um, so basically they know each other from being online, but they don't know who each other is. They don't know names uh, besides their screen names or they don't know like profession or anything like that. They don't know that they live like down the street from each other on the Upper West Side either. Yeah. Um, 
Then it turns out she owns a small bookstore called, what's it called? Shop on the Corner or something? Yeah, like something that. like that. I, think I wrote it down. Yeah, Shop Around the Corner. Yeah. Um, and he is like heir to the Fox Books Empire, which is basically like a Barnes and Noble type yeah. giant bookstore chain deal. And they are opening a Fox Books around the corner from um, Kathleen Kelly's small business and it's probably going to drive her out of business. Yeah. So then um, somehow Tom Hanks figures out who she is. Like they, they meet each other in real life and then Tom Hanks figures out who... It's when he visited the bookshop and he was like, what's your name? And he was with his... Remember, he was like, this is my aunt and this is my... Yeah, because his granddad has, like, a really young wife or his something like whatever. What's the son? The son's like, oh, I'm his, like, brother or something like that. Yeah. Ew. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he meets her at the store and says, what's your name? And she's like, Kathleen Kelly. And he's like... Or she's like, what's yours? And he just says, Joe. Like, won't tell her. Yeah. That well, but then later at the party, she figures out they they go to a it's like like I'm, booksellers. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> local what a area weird party. niche community. <laughs> like. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, Joe ends up figuring out who she is before she knows who he is, and then attempts to court her as Joe Fox while misleading her as NY one fifty two. Is that his screen name? I something like that. I truly cannot remember, but probably. And when I went, something like That's that. That's funny because that I think that was his address on the upper west. I think they yeah, lived yeah, in yeah. One Fifty Two River, whatever Riverside. Well, because there's a joke in the movie where she's like, "Oh, I wonder what it could be. Like, is it his address? Oh no, he's like, yeah. he's not that stupid." And then they go to Tom Hanks, and he's like, e. <laughs> <laughs> "Oh my gosh." So anyway, um, is that pretty much all of the plot? Yeah, and then oh. It- I forgot to say, this is going to contain spoilers for the movie You've Got Mail, because we're going to talk about the ending. So, if you haven't watched it, even though it's been out since 98, get on that. Only for <laughs> 20 years. It's almost a two-hour long movie, too. That's really? the insane part. Yeah, when I... That's crazy. It, like, clocks in at, like, an hour and 45, 50 minutes, like... It seems like nothing happened then. Yeah, it's literally, <laughs> like, this really, like, int- interesting beginning and then this like open-ended end and in the middle you kind of just forget what happened yeah but anyway so they like he courts her as joe fox um and eventually reveals himself to be her chat room buddy and then they kiss at the end (laughs) that's actually pretty much exactly what happened (laughs) yeah it wasn't lying it was like this week they oh it was so frustrating they were like let's meet up let's meet up Mm -hmm. and then finally like he kind of did but it was also like a trick well and also his dog was the one that forced him because his dog like ran to her but like or something he knew because he was like let's meet at at the park at four and then he had his dog with him so like was it an accident or like did he not really was he planning on like standing her up that part confused me yeah, because it seems like it seems like he's bringing the dog with him to like impress her or whatever. But then when the dog runs off towards her, it seems like he wasn't planning to meet up with her unless except the dog ran towards her. So you know, so but maybe he was just walking slow and had to start running because the dog was running. I don't know. Maybe this is just Tom Hanks being bad at acting. I just well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not not bad mouthing Tom. Not Hanks. his best role though. That's true. Yeah, we all know his best role. 
I'm scared to say because <laughs> I feel like you're going to have a different one. It is member of the music video, I Really Like You by Carly Rae Oh my Jepsen. God, he's in that? Yeah. Oh I think my God. One of, there's some Carly Rae Jepsen song. He's like the lead of the music video. It's mostly just him walking down the street singing the song. Oh my God. That's and dancing. Like... Yeah. Actually, no, David S. Pumpkins, best Tom Hanks role. Oh, true. I would love to have Tom Hanks on here to like talk about characters he loved or characters he hated like i wonder how he feels about joe fox if he even remembers joe fox true he's getting pretty old now that's not what i meant (laughs) yeah he's played so many characters (laughs) that how could you possibly remember somebody in such a small movie as you've got mail true even though it was a very very popular movie and still is (laughs) oh my gosh anyway anyway okay so now let's talk about why Joe Fox sucks. He's he's just such a manipulative butthole the entire time. Like Yeah. That first of all the ending like we just talked about like so you were planning on sending her up again? Were you going to continue this until your dog forced you to talk to her? But then also like you're engaged to this fiance who you pretty much hate but continue to be engaged to? Well, the so the thing is like his fiance clearly sucks. You know, she's less annoying. She's, and, yeah, she's Like, annoying. she's supposed to be, you're not supposed to like her. Yeah. Which is fine, except why would, it, it speaks to his character, I think, that he was engaged to a woman that, like, is terrible. I, was this, because it was based off a book. Was the book written by a man? Probably. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> of course, the fiance is the annoying one. <laughs> like, oh my god. But, yeah, because... Um, Greg Kinnear's character doesn't suck. Yeah, he's he just kind of gets like shafted the whole time. Well, they kind of mutually break up. Yeah, which was time. like, I was like, wow, are you kidding? They both agreed that this wasn't working out. There was no like, mm-hmm. he turned out to like, I don't know, cheat on her or whatever. Like, it was just like a nice mutual breakup. I was like, yeah, well, because she's in a relationship with a man. True. True. And we couldn't disrespect a man by having him, like, <laughs> cheat on her or something like that. Uh, yeah, 90s movies. Especially rom-coms. Good times. Gotta love them, <laughs> Yeah, there haven't been many rom-coms lately. Or at least they're not... Not as good prom- ones. Yeah, they're not promoted as much as they used to be. Well, because ever since Katherine Heigl has revealed that she's insane and nobody wants to work with her, True. then they just don't make rom-coms anymore. And now that, <laughs> now that Matthew McConaughey has moved on to serious roles, you it, know. That's the weirdest thing to me, like, that he went from being this nobody to being an Oscar winner. <laughs> like, what? Anyway, don't give up your, on your dreams, kids, because... <laughs> was that his dream, or did it just happen by accident? I really think it was by accident. They were like, here's a background role in this movie, and he was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, he's like, oh, let me just play this creeper who, like, hangs out at a high school, a.k.a. just, like, being myself <laughs> and, um, and dazed and confused. And then, oh, okay, now I'm a movie star, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what, what was the failure to launch? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was, like, the last bad role he was in, and then all of a sudden he was, like, starring next to, like, Jake Gyllenhaal. Like... I accidentally watched Failure to Launch the other day. That's, I can't tell if that's a good accident or a bad accident. It was just weird because I I mixed it up with uh, a different rom com and thought I was watching a different movie. I thought um, I didn't realize Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. Yeah, isn't that weird? 
I thought it was, who did I think it was? Like Kate Hudson or somebody. I thought Drew Barrymore for the longest time. Whatever. Okay, we're just like, <laughs> like yeah. all white actors and women. <laughs> okay. I mean. um, so moving chronologically, here's why Joe Fox is the worst. First of all, he hasn't ever done anything in his life to earn what he has. True. I assume. You don't really know that much about his background, but he is a white man in a super wealthy family that runs this, like, book empire. Yeah. So... He lives on the Upper West Side in, like, a super, super nice apartment that would probably run over a million dollars today. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. And works with his dad still. And his grandfather also? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, the fact that this is like a family business empire makes me think that he hasn't really had to do much in his life. Yeah. To Well, he hasn't really earned what he has. He just was born into it. Which is like not, you know, that's not his fault, but like... No, but it is important when you think about the fact that like he was able to like fall in love with Kathleen, but mm-hmm. then at the exact same time put her out of business. Yeah, that's the weirdest part, I think, is he knows who she is yeah but he still says you know oh it's just business it's not personal i'm gonna run you out of business yeah like uh, maybe he'll love her after she's like homeless but like he was still engaged for a good portion so like had they gone out of business and she ended up homeless like (laughs) well and they they also try to frame it like oh i'm kathleen wants to she doesn't isn't doing this because she loves it and wants to do this for a career. She's doing it because it was her mom's business and she wants to keep it running to like have a connection to her mom. But she really wants to be a children's author. So now running her out of business allows her to do that. Yeah. Oh my Which God, is just yeah. not. That's not cool. Yeah, because she could have done both. <laughs> yeah, she could have done both. <laughs> she doesn't need you to run her out of business yeah. to focus on what her real dream is. I want to imagine that his store is more like Borders and hers is more like the successful bookshops around here and that his actually went out of business and hers ended up fine. I mean, at this point, I'm sure it would have gone out of business by now. Yeah. Borders had a weird short life. Yeah, there were multiple Borders near my house at home just... and now there are none. Thanks, Joe Fox. <laughs> but anyway. Um... So, yeah, this, but the business really means a lot to her. She, her mom, I think, opened it, and it's like a family business, and it's a small business, and she really connects with the community, has all of these events, like story time and whatever. And you could tell later on when she gets the community to rally around her that it's definitely an important small business for the community for the community there was a point where they said like 42 years it had been up for two years that's mm-hmm. a long time they should have done like in baby mama when they move in but they like try to do um community outreach that joe fox should have done that but he didn't because he's an asshole <laughs> yeah yeah there's that's like putting it nicely too like there aren't many nice things i would say about joe fox Besides, he's played by Tom Hanks. Yeah, true. Oh, my God. Thank the one last saving grace. But the thing that's so frustrating, then, is that he goes on to, like, stalk her. He, like, manipulates her by playing two different people to stalk her. Like, he's like, hey, like, I'm new NY152 or whatever. Like, let's meet here. And then she gets stood up by the I am guy. And then he just randomly shows up. And I was like, hi, I'm, like, here to... Like, harass you yeah basically like yeah because they have one of those like bickering relationships that always pops up in tv and movies where 
they argue all the time and it's like oh a fun banter back and forth like let's make fun of each other let's insult each other back and forth because we love each other Why are... which doesn't that's not it doesn't work out like that in real life they Why just... does Meg Ryan get shit like put into those roles like when Harry met Sally like their entire relationship was bickering I mean that's because that's the rom-com thing especially back then like we should write one yeah okay and make millions of dollars off of it nobody would ever watch our rom-com no you just put Meg Ryan and Katherine Heigl in it they can be lesbians oh, I was about to say that <laughs> well anyway so once Joe Fox finds out that she is his I am pal which I guess we're calling her now <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if anyone knows what I am is anymore I know but Hearing them go, you've got mail, and like, goodbye, I was like, oh. That's true, we are talking about a movie from 1998, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, but basically, once he knows that it's her, he totally manipulates her for the entire rest of the movie. There's this little, it's sort of a montage, but not quite a montage. It's, mo it's like just a couple scenes, I guess, where he's like telling her, oh, but have you thought about this? Do you even really know this guy that you're talking to on the internet? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe he's married. Maybe he's really fat. Blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you even know? And she gets all paranoid about it and ends up asking him if he's married online. And then he doesn't even answer to just freak her out. Yeah. And the thing is, in the movie, it's framed kind of as, oh, this is funny. This is him winning her over with his charm and it's whatever. But... That's super manipulative and not okay. Imagine if you had that happen to you in real life. You're just yeah. like falling in love with this guy online. It's called catfishing. Yeah. There's a whole There's show, an about entire it. show about it. Oh my god. Yeah. And like the thing is, is like she's okay with him to like continually showing up out of nowhere and being like, oh, that guy stood you up again. And I'm like, what? You should be like, okay, like maybe this is not a coincidence. Like maybe this is. <laughs> Literally, I wrote that down and I was like, how often do people run into each other in New York City? Because it doesn't really happen to me that often. No. Like, I like only run into people from work. Or like. And at work. Yeah. Or on the way to work. And that's it. <laughs> And it's hard to, like, miss this on the subway. Yeah. But, like, it's just, like, clear that a man wrote this screenplay or, like, the book or whatever it was based off of because he just finds it, like, a woman would be perfectly fine with, like, having somebody showing up at each location that she was supposed to meet someone else. Stalking. Yes, literally stalking. And, yeah. like, manipulating. He's just, like, using her emotions to, like make her like almost dependent on him that's exactly what he's doing yeah and it's super creepy but hey it's funny in the movie guys it's cute because because he, <laughs> he loves her i think it's also highly illegal now like i think i think you can okay. actually be arrested for. well the thing is i mean the thing is like now it, she she did happen to enjoy this banter that she had with this guy which is good, because if she didn't, then she could call the police. Yeah. yeah. Which to me is like the classic romantic comedy thing where, oh, it, it's a romantic gesture because the person on the receiving end likes it, but if they didn't like it, it would be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, so this, 
like her character seems like a pretty independent person. She talks about like wanting kids someday, but she's like perfectly like fine with the fact that she's in a relationship and like owns a business and like for me that type of person would not find it acceptable that a man was stalking her and like showing up to all these locations. Like I feel like she would be the type of person to be like, "Hey, if you come near me again, I'm going to call the police." Like Well, and it just adds to the idea that he clearly doesn't do any work. Yeah, that too. Oh my god. Seriously. He's just spending all of his time following her around. Well, because she, she's out of business. Exactly. <laughs> he, he literally put her out of business. And yeah, like even more like, well, I've got complete control of her now. So since she's not doing anything, meet me at this park. Yeah, he attempts to be friends with her after putting her out of business. Which to me is real, so insane. Yeah. Like, especially because he claims to actually genuinely like her. And trying to be friends with her or popping up all over the place after he's put her out of business, wouldn't that just remind her of the pain that I would he's be put her through? pissed off. I would be like, who do you think you are barging in on me and my guitar? Like, <laughs> that's a Brent reference. <laughs> like, I'd be so, I just like, that's like, that would be that would that's especially what like confused me about this thing like this man is the man like it's not just like the fact that he's a random man it's the man that puts you out of business popping up in locations where you're supposed to be meeting this man that you're in love with wouldn't that make you angry like that would be like life kicking you in the nuts like over and over again or well, uterus clear she clearly, <laughs> she clearly <laughs> is angry about it at first yeah. which is why it's like why is he still doing this yeah but by the end, she's like, ha, 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 oh my god, I can't believe you're here. She's like, oh, I was hoping it was you. Yeah, and I'm like, Meg. Why? Meg Why Ryan. I hoping it was you? Just hope for, I don't know, a nice person who didn't put you out of business. Who do you think got stalk you? Who do you think got paid more for that role, Meg Ryan or Tom Hanks? Ooh, in 1998. Yeah. Did it come out before Sleepless in Seattle? It came out after, I think. Then I imagine they got paid equally. I would hope, but. Well, but it's Nora Ephron, so hopefully she, like... I'll have to look that up eventually. sure. Yeah, but... I think, I would imagine they got paid equally. I hope. Because Meg Ryan had to put up with a lot of crap throughout this movie, like... Oh, her character? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you're about to spill the behind the scenes <laughs> So I was reading... <laughs> no, yeah. Nancy um, Parkinson did evil magic on her behind the scenes. Her, she wasn't in this movie. Parker Posey just sounds go. like Pansy Parkinson. She was gorgeous. Who, if, if anybody too. doesn't know, Pansy Parkinson is a Slytherin. And <laughs> she's good friends with Mouthboy. Um, so that's why she's doing dark magic on Meg Ryan. Anyway. I, um, I love the aesthetic of this movie. All the clothes and everything. I was really feeling the 90s. The 90s fashion. It's just amazing to me. This came out in 1998, and it's astonishing to me how quickly 90s fashion went out of style or like changed into 2000s fashion. Which was the biggest regret of anyone's life. Oh yeah, 2000s fashion was. That was like, hey, let me put this platform sandals with this maxi skirt and a sweater on top, and I was like, or just like no clothes. Like, let me wear this bikini top and low rise boot cut jeans. Yeah, true. Good times. Cargo Oh, pants. but you have to have a belly ring. <laughs> yeah, belly ring, and you have to be, like, as big as the light, po- like, the 
streetlights outside. Well, yeah, and no definition. No. You wouldn't want to have a muscle. Come on now. <laughs> or like a sense of smell because, I don't know, I was going to go somewhere with like not ever eating food, but <laughs> I lost it. It's fine. Okay, anyway. You're be like, oh, yeah, because the early 2000s notoriously had a trash smell. <laughs> Calvin Klein's perfume was really big back then, and it smells like trash. Was it big? <laughs> oh no, no, you're spilling the tea on. Like, Calvin Klein yeah, were the conspiracy were after you. <laughs> but, but if you, you want to sponsor, yeah, I was gonna say if you want to promote your stuff, we're on it. <laughs> I bet your perfume smells way better. Now. <laughs> oh my it's god, seventeen, it has to. Right? I'm wearing it right now. It smells amazing. <laughs> Does Calvin Klein sell perfume? They must, right? Yeah, they're the. Wait, I don't know, underwear. What's the really famous... Oh, I'm thinking of Chanel. Just kidding. <laughs> but also, if you, want, if you want to promote yeah. your stuff... Hey, Coco. Hey. <laughs> what's up, girl? <laughs> we need to use, like, a... Oh, my God. Wait, we should get, like, a Ouija board. And, like, um, that, that's how we can get Coco Chanel to uh, sponsor us. I had a friend named... She's dead. Every, oh, rip. I had a friend named Brittany who used a Ouija board to talk to Tupac. <laughs> What do you say? She, she was like, "Are you in Cuba?" And she it was like bad connection. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, "We can't get him to answer." I was like, "Yeah, because he's not dead." <laughs> do you really believe that Tupac isn't dead? <laughs> Next time on, he's the worst conspiracy theories. <laughs> anyway, wait, why did why did we do this? Why didn't we do a conspiracy theory true crime podcast? We'd be so much better. Oh at my that. god, we should definitely do a spinoff. <laughs> and if you want to promote you on there, give us money and we'll do it. Or for your products. <laughs> or money so we can pay rent I really want the money though yeah so that party where she finds out he's Joe Fox was like a Thanksgiving party I think wasn't it do people have parties for Thanksgiving was it on Thanksgiving day well she was carving the turkey and then after that was Christmas so I thought oh. it was implied it was Thanksgiving the part where she like that caviar is for garnish yeah. and he was like is it weird to celebrate Thanksgiving with a bunch of people that are your competitors at in your industry? I mean... <laughs> I would say yes. I mean, how much of this movie has made sense so far? Like, 98%? I don't know, like, Meg like I keep calling her Meg Ryan. Kathleen Kelly. Kathleen Kelly is just like... She needs to start sticking up for herself, like... I'm just surprised that, like, I almost called him Fox Mulder. Uh, <laughs> Joe Fox doesn't have, like, a family event he has to go to. Or a family, with all the women well, he manipulates. No, but he has, like, a million relatives. Yeah. So he must have somewhere he needs to be. But he's probably trying to avoid them, because his dad and his grandfather are so clearly creepy like him. Yeah. Actually, that's not, that's true. It must, it can't be his fault that he's the way he is because look at his father and his grandfather. Is he supposed to be based off like Donald Trump? No. Did Donald Trump do this to Melania? Melania, if you're there, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Call us at. <laughs> <laughs> or just, um, if you use Morse code, we'll know. I was going to. SOS. I was actually going to say that. I feel like Melania doesn't know what Morse code is. Well,. I'm going to tell you right now, Melania. So, three short taps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I could just, when I'm home for Thanksgiving, I'll just drive by the White House. And if if you have, um, like, a smoke signal, <laughs> then I'll come get She's you. She's, like, fanning it on the front, like, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's, it's, I literally wrote this book. Anyway. Or maybe, like, 
if you put like a pride flag somewhere around the White House, I'll know that means you need help. Like an LGBT pride flag? Or yeah, like yeah, yeah, a... like a rainbow flag. I was going to say. Because it. there's no way that it would be hung up normally. So it'll be a clear sign to me. Yeah, well, wow, this got I was going to say, isn't she like an LGBT ally or whatever? Yeah, but Trump's not. Trump, well, I don't know what she, I don't know what Trump her deal is. Trump is an but. ally of humans. He's an ally of oranges. You think aliens sent him to destroy us? I think the used condom factory sent him to destroy us. Well, because, you know, in the movie Arrival, the aliens come... <laughs> oh my god, such come... a good movie, first of all. Okay, spoiler alert, because this is the ending of it. <laughs> the, the aliens come to, um, like, save the planet, basically, by destroying humans, because we've destroyed ourselves and the planet. And maybe those aliens sent Donald Trump instead of coming themselves. Yeah, well, I mean... Probably because he's doing a good job so far. It's like a that's like a really really long con though, considering we've known about him for so long, you know. Yeah. How could they? Have, oh, they must be. What's it called? They're working with the Mayans. Well, they must be able to predict the future because how else would they have known? Because, you know, they could have maybe maybe they're behind Mike Pence. Maybe I feel like that's more reasonable. They right? live among us already. No, do you see X-Files how... scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know how big those aliens are in Arrival? No way. They can't live among My us. favorite part is when the one sticks his hand on the window and Amy Adams is like, oh, I would be like, get me out of here. Like, what? <laughs> like, anyway, we got way off track there. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So also, um, my biggest issue with Joe Fox, besides the stalking and manipulation and the fact that he has never done anything in his entire life, <laughs> is that he is so condescending to everyone. Yeah. And it drives me crazy watching this movie. Like, I watched this movie for the first time when I was a kid with my parents. And, I don't know, I liked it. I thought it was fine. But I didn't realize until watching it again now that I'm older how terrible he is because he's so he's literally so condescending to everyone he'll there are multiple times when he like asks for people's name just to use it in in a condescending way the grocery store yeah and in the elevator too he does this he's like what's your name oh oh well karen like blah 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 yeah you know which is just terrible honestly like i hate people well the one in the elevator was like he said Juan, and he was, like, talking slow to him. Yeah. Implying, like, he, like, didn't understand English, even though the guy was, like, yeah, I got what you mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> like but then, you know what? He did that with the woman in the freaking store, too. And yeah. she, Sara <clears throat> Ramirez is Latina. I'm not going to try to decide which country, because I don't remember. But she's Latina. And in that movie, she also has an accent. So he's also condescending to people of color. <laughs> like, yeah, well... And there's in the in the grocery store supermarket grocery store. There's this whole thing where he she's in the cash only line. Kathleen is, and then she doesn't have money. Which is like the story of every New Yorker's life. Like so, he comes and condescends the person working at the in that line into letting her swipe her card, which is. It's not really framed as, like, a romantic gesture in the movie. Like, Kathleen's not super happy about him being there. 
But it is sort of framed like a romantic gesture. Well, they really tried to push this idea that it was, like, charming, too. Because, yeah. like, the cashier ended up, like, smiling after the whole thing, even though it was a huge butthole to her. And then, like, Kelly, whatever her name is, <laughs> Meg Ryan, <laughs> talks to the cashier again, and she stops yeah. smiling. And I was yeah. like... Maybe the cashier <clears throat> is the problem. Maybe she's just a huge sexist. Probably. She's, like... <laughs> I only crave the attention of men, and I hate women, because I was written by a man. (laughs) I don't know. So, yeah, that's true. I didn't really link his uh, condescension to race, but now that you mention it, those two specific instances were definitely related to race. Yeah, where it was just very, like... But I think, in general, he is very condescending to people. To everyone, yeah. Because he's condescending to Kathleen Kelly the entire time. The person whose life he's, like, literally ruining throughout the movie. Yeah. Well, and the person he's allegedly in love with. Yeah. You know. Psycho. Which is so upsetting to see Tom Hanks play a role like that, because it didn't even feel natural for him. Like, it really... Didn't it feel like someone else should be playing that role? Like... Yeah, because... He doesn't really smile in the movie, and yeah. Tom Hanks should smile. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it was, it's just like a... It's like not a bad movie. It's just a super frustrating movie. Especially since it's so slow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I could list the amount of events that happen in the movie on one hand, but, but it, it takes two hours. It felt like the writers were really just like, how many times can we play this game? Oh, wait, we ran out of time. All right, well, you know what? She'll just accept it. Like, yeah. What? No, that, that is. It's like, oh, here's, okay, here's the plot. He's destroying her life. Okay, now we're just going to have him stalk her. Yeah. For a long time, and then they'll kiss. It starts out like they're talking over the internet. He finds out who she is, goes to her store, destroys her store, and puts it out of business, and then doesn't tell her who he is. So then he's like, meet me here. Doesn't show up, and then his act, like, Joe, uh, Joe Fox himself shows up, it's like, oh, like, this. And then, like, does it again. Three or four times. Yeah, it so many times. She still doesn't get it. And then in the end, she figures it out because a dog forces him to tell her. And they, she just, like, accepts it and they make out. Once again, while Somewhere Over the Rainbow is yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's my one thing that stuck out to me watching this movie again was the music. Some of the music choices, I was like, I'm okay with this. Like, this is great. But then other times I was like, where... Like, what, did you blow the budget on all the locations? <laughs> Somewhere Over the Rainbow is just such a weird song to play in that instance, I feel like. It was also a really bad cover of yeah. Somewhere Over the Rainbow, like the original. It wasn't even the Is version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the original is like a great version, but also felt would have felt out of place Yeah. in that scene. It's just a song. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. They probably should have played like an Eminem song there. One of the ones where he talks about like, like stalking and murdering his wife like oh, yeah. his ex-wife her That's, girlfriend yeah i guess that would have been appropriate <laughs> but also the music throughout was kind of weird because it just felt like it was trying to make me feel too much you know yeah it was like too heavy-handed when your music yeah tries to imply more emotion than your dialogue does something is wrong yeah <laughs> because exactly. they would well, they like put too much banter in there that weighed down the emotion so like yeah every time they tried to have like an emotional scene it was ruined by them being like haha maybe he's a felon haha like thanks for ruining my life like or it's ruined by tom hanks being weird like there's this one scene that's very emotional when does it happen it happens like 
don't know. It's some romantic moment when she's, it's well into the movie and she's like falling in love with him. And he puts his hand on her shoulder while they're talking to each other on the street. And it just seemed, it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, I can tell that she feels weird about this. And he looked so awkward doing it. Yeah. I was like, this is not. I don't know. Or like the part right after her store closes. That part was like emotional and it was like a good moment. And then the next day she's like sick or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Tom Hanks like brings her flowers to apologize. And she's like, no, go away. Understandably, like that's like the last person you want to see after he puts you out of business. But then he just... And you're sick. Yeah. He just comes upstairs. anyway. Yeah. Forces himself in. And instead of being like, F you, here are like my real emotions... She's just like, haha, okay. We can be friends. Like, that's your opportunity to, like, have a nice emotional moment where she just lets go. Or, like, a fight where he, she, like, punches him in the face. So, oh, multiple times. That would have been nice. Make him bleed. Tom Hanks got beaten up. By Meg Ryan. That would have been. I wonder if Tom Hanks has ever been in a fight. In, like, a fist fight. I feel like... No, because would you ever be mad at Tom Hanks? Yeah, I'm mad at him about this. <laughs> from, the, from 1998, like... We <clears throat> should... He lives in New York City. We should go figure out the Wait. approximate area where he lives. He doesn't live in LA. No, I'm pretty sure he lives in New York City. Oh, that's a, that's a W right there for We should go... Um, I mean, I could that could not be true at all, but I'm pretty sure he has an office... You or could... something, because there's that whole thing where, like, he found some NYU or something student's ID and, like, in New York City and got it returned to her because he, like, tweeted about it or whatever. I don't know. So oh I think God. he kind of lives in New York City. Uh, we should just go hang out around where he lives and just run into him at some point and ask him a bunch of questions. I, like... Like, have you ever I been in a I guarantee you could find an article where they're, like... Tom Hanks just purchased a $3 million townhouse on oh, the Upper East Side. They did that with Tina Fey, and I was like, did she approve this? <laughs> like, what? I saw one of those with about Taylor Swift the other day, Ugh. but it was like, I because I, I remember reading the article, and it said um, this like company that she has worked with in the past to buy real estate has bought it. And I was like... <laughs> you think Taylor Swift is their only client? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh so God. that was weird. You know, she would actually be perfect for Joe Fox. Taylor Swift? Yeah, like, they, she's crazy. Why? And, like, try, like, writes all those weird songs about, like, non-issues. And he is manipulative. And I feel like that would just, like, give her great material to write songs about. But also, like, keep her entertained so she stops dating good people. Like, wait, you don't you don't want the good people to be with her? Is that the issue? <laughs> Men or women, because I don't discriminate. Okay. Well, now that Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber are back together. Oh my so, God! Are you kidding? Have you not seen that everywhere? No. I'm. I think they are officially back together. Although this is gonna come out in like two weeks, so who knows? <laughs> First of all, she deserves better. Also, I know. Justin Bieber okay. started a line at H&M, and I think it's, like, last month. And I think it's already failing. Like, I think... Because I was on H&M's website, discount shopping, like mm-hmm. a like good person, and... Like, a, <laughs> good people discount shop at H&M. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I think I saw one of his t-shirts on sale for, like, $3, and I was like, that's fantastic. Well, he has enough money. No, he's perfectly fine. And now he has Selena Gomez. Which... Uh, 
Come on. Come on, girl. I'm here to tell you right now if you're listening. She's a big fan. <laughs> we have lots of fans. We'll be lucky if we have one fan. Anyway. You no, know, I'm sure my parents will listen. I don't think they'll get this far into it. You know what? I would say if we could get 10 people to listen to this, that would be an achievement. There ha- can there be achievements like in real life? Achievement like, unlocked. Here's, yeah, here's a, here's a little here's a button. Good job. Yeah, I don't know. My biggest dream would just be to interview David Schwimmer. Oh my god. Because I don't even really like him that much, but he's just the iconic, he's the worst character. I want to get drunk with him and ask him how he feels about Ross. Like, he has to hate that role. Like, I'm sure he, like, loved that he was employed for 10 seasons, but you can hate your character. Like, I'm trying to think of, uh, oh, Daniel Craig hates playing James Bond, but he keeps doing it because that's a lot of money. Yeah. Like, I want to know if David Schumer feels that way. I don't know. Still makes ton, tons of money off Friends, I think. Oh, yeah, Friends. they all do. Well, because they get residual checks for when it's on rerun, reruns, and it's always on TV, T- all always the time. TV, yes. Always. Always. It's insane. You can literally, like, watch it on Monday, watch the next Monday. It's the same exact episode because they already went through every single episode. It's <laughs> insane. Like... I wonder how long it would take if you just watched every single Friends episode back to back. I would imagine four days. I've come well, around. there's like 10 seasons and there's about 22 episodes in each Except season the and last, they're all The last 20. season is 12 episodes. Technically, so if we round down to 20 in each season, it's 200 episodes and they're 20 minutes each. I can get through like a season pretty much a day. But if you just stop, watch them nonstop, though. Yeah, then you could probably get through two seasons a day. That's like 4,000 minutes. Well, Whatever. Every okay. second. Um, I mean, if you watch every single Mythbusters, because during, <laughs> during the winter, they um, do them from... Basically, I think they do it from, like, Christmas to New Year's, basically. They air every single Mythbusters episode on like science or sci-fi channel. I don't remember which one. And, um, but they show them with commercials, but it takes like a week and a half. Yeah. Well, and we watch it every single day. <laughs> my entire family. There's a reality TV show. I want to say the amazing race or maybe survivor has like over 4,000 episodes because it's been on for so long and they have two seasons in one year. Yeah, I mean, if you think about a show like The Ellen Show, like it's on every single day. Or Oprah. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. We'll never work. I don't know if we'll be around that long, (laughs) y'all. No, we will. We're going to start releasing these every single day. We're going to look back at this in 2050 and be like, wow, what a time. That was my old person voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we'll be elderly in 2050. (laughs) Yeah, we'll... Wait. No, we'll be middle-aged in 2050. Wait, really? Yeah. I guess How I'm... old do you think you'll be in 2050? <laughs> Lucky to be alive. Like... <laughs> you'll be 57. Oh, that's not bad. I could live with I that. know, that's what I'm saying. We'll yeah. be like middle-aged, middle, late middle-aged. I have a friend that wants to die by 60 because she's like, I don't want to be that old. I was like, that's young. Like... That's, like, really selfish. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's one thing to, like, not want to get old, but it's another thing to just be like, I wish I were dead 
at like 60 when you probably have a family and also like a good 30 years still and a lot of friends yeah a good 30 years i don't know about that well by the time we're that age probably because science or maybe like yeah yeah that word science anyway (laughs) (laughs) you can't even say it that's because i believe in what what do you uh, believe in in uh the opposite of evolution, creation. Do you believe in the hollow earth theory? Just that, just that the earth is hollow. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a cult around it, hollow earth cult. Are they like related to Scientology? I don't think so. Church of Scientology, if you want us to promote your church, <laughs> give us money. <laughs> oh my God. How much money would they have to give us to promote them? hundred yeah. <laughs> dollars. Yeah. I'm pretty desperate. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just <laughs> really interested in cults. Yeah. And in France they're considered a cult. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean when you make a bunch of people just like be on a boat for a long time, I feel like you should it's like a cult. I wanna put Joe Fox on the on that boat. Actually he is Tom Hanks in the Church of Scientology? No. Dear God, I hope not. I don't think so. Joe Fox would be perfect for it, though. Oh, yeah. Manipulative and can make you forget about all the crap he's making you go through. He would be the new Tom Hanks. Not Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise. (laughs) That would have been a lot better if I had said Tom Cruise. Joe Fox will be the new Tom Cruise in Scientology. Yeah. Oh, my God. He'll shoot right up to the top. What's going on with Tom Cruise these days? He's actually... A lot of his movies have been super successful lately. Yeah, because my dad likes to say... He always puts in a good performance. <laughs> like, you never see a Tom Cruise movie and you're like, oh, he just, like, phoned it in. You know, he doesn't do that. He does... Is your dad going to watch this later and be like, that's true, I do say that. He does say that. <laughs> he says it a lot. Because Tom Hanks is... Not Tom Hanks, Scott. Tom Cruise is brought up a surprising amount. And he says it every single time Tom Cruise is brought up. Because the Church of Scientology makes sure he gets all, all kinds of great roles. Yeah, well, and he still makes money, you know? That's the thing, is people see his movies. Does Katie Holmes still get alimony, do you think? Yeah, she must. Oh, I hope so. Take it all. I just hate that Joe Fox is a freaking play on John Doe. Like, the writers really sat down there were like, man, what can we name this character? You know what? I, like, let's just name him, like, a play on John Doe. Joe Fox, perfect. Like, done. Like, Why? <laughs> That's your biggest grievance in this movie. I mean, besides, you know, stalking and, like, ruining someone else's life, like, that happens all the time. But, like, pick a baby book out and just, like, go through the names. And then, like, I guess Fox is a fine last name, but, like, it's just <sighs> lazy. I mean, the whole movie was lazy, let's be honest. Like, yeah, the writing was just atrocious. Like, you... Like, every rom-com has, like, that formula, like, oh, like, searching for love, or, like, they found love, and they're, like, trying to make it work, and then, like, there's that big disaster, and then the reconciliation, and then they either are together or they're not. But in this one, there was never really, like, that big, like, even, like, the moment where her shop closed down was, like, five seconds long. It was literally, like, turn off the lights, flip a sign, that's it, like... This woman's being stalked. She's unemployed. Her business was just closed down, and y'all keep, like, making jokes. I don't know. It just felt weird. It felt like a Marvel movie. 
<laughs> I'm just hoping we might get Marvel fanboys to like listen to our podcast and be like, you know what? Give us hate mail. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll send us hate mail. I like Marvel movies. Oh, I love Marvel movies. That's just me trying to like get the crowd going. Oh, okay. We could say some more controversial stuff if you want. Like, what should we say? Jesus wasn't white. <laughs> Fair. We've already, we've already bashed Scientology. They'll probably... Yeah, we're done. Um, sent, make some attack ads about us. This is our first and our final podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the first episode. This is the second episode. This is, uh, oh, yeah. This is, oh, yeah, because we're doing... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. This is our second and final podcast. Yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, like... Meg Ryan's character is kind of a terrible person, too. Yeah. I mean, like, not but as bad as But this is called Spotify. He's the Worst, I not know. She's the Worst. Yeah. I just feel bad for Greg Kinnear. I feel like the... Okay, here's how I want the movie to end up. I you, want it... You already said you want him and Pansy Parkinson to be together. That one, I... <laughs> I want him to go to Hogwarts and live, live in the borough with her. Anyway, like, be a teacher there and live. I know they're not the same. But anyway, don't come for me here, Potter fans. Um, <laughs> I was about to come for you. <laughs> I want, um... I wanted it to be like they like like this whole movie is like what they think of each other like she's the bookshop owner and this and then in the end they finally meet each other and they're just like two fat white guys that live in their mom's basements and like this takes place in 1998 you know that right oh then two fat guys that no you know what don't even have to <laughs> no be fat. that wasn't two, the part it was two just gross that, guys that like that type of stuff didn't I mean it happened but it wasn't as common back then yeah well then. Two really skinny, creepy guys that work in like oh, back then the b- people that worked in the back of Blockbuster and Reround videos. Oh, like in Forty Year Old Virgin. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a great movie that we could definitely make a podcast about. <laughs> like, all of the men in that movie are terrible. Yeah, but that's the point of them. I know. I love Steve Carell in that movie too. Her boob felt like a bag of sand. <laughs> like, that sounds like a description of gig I would try and give to prove he's straight. Or is still in a closet. But anyway. Yeah. My my dream ending is that they turn around and, like, they're nothing like what they describe themselves to be Yeah, like. you just want... Just watch the documentary Catfish. I think you'll be happy with that. Or the TV show. Yeah, but the documentary is a movie. Neve yeah. Give Us Money. That's his name, right? Neve or Nev? Yeah, Neve. Yeah. He doesn't have money. He has a he has a kid. He can't give us money. That was his poor plan, decision making. Like, <laughs> what? Like it's not my fault. You had a kid. Give us your money. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So that's all we have to say about you've got mail. Joe Fox, you're the worst. Tom Hanks, we love you though. We're just True. we're just mad about it. <laughs> Bye. Also, if he wants to sponsor you, what? Give- if you want, yeah. If, if you want to sponsor us. Or yeah, if you want to sponsor us, give us money and we'll promote you. Oh my god, do you think Tom Hanks will sponsor us? And we can just make ads about how great Tom Hanks is? Tom Hanks, I'll be your butler. <laughs> I'll like clean your laundry and scrub your bathroom. He already has people to do that. Yeah, he definitely does. Probably like a living living maid. Is that what they're called? Housekeeper. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, if you want, give us money. We'll promote your stuff. Okay. Bye.